Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you happen to be on Twitter? I do happen to be on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast. Hopefully you are working through the weird things Appleness, that we have. Appleness. The Appleness of the world right of now. Of the podcast. And please feel free to keep sharing. Holidays are coming up. No better time to share things in the holidays. So tell them about it, baby. And I'll say, you know, if you're having Apple problems again, if you haven't updated to the most recent OS, do it. That that helped me. 14.1 OS, that's the, that's the way to go. And then the fallback plan is unsubscribe or delete the podcast and then re-subscribe to it. I know that's yeah, hard. Yeah, that's helped some people too. Yeah. yeah, but for me, like, I was having problems and I upgraded and boom, it was there. It's it's basically the equivalent of, you know, hitting the reset button or restarting your computer. That's always the best when you call Reboot. IT and they're just like... Reboot. Have you, have you shut your computer? Reboot. Off? So a friend of mine, a friend of mine, this is years and years ago, he was having problems with his work PC and so he called IT. And they're like, um, you know, reboot, reboot. He goes, yes, I've rebooted. <laughs> and they go, well, just don't have more than one window open. He goes, it's called Windows, not window. <laughs> you shouldn't have to be quite so finicky with your uh, laptop Correct. device, I wouldn't think. But uh, I got a couple things to go over here. Do you got any specific housekeeping No, items? there's no specific housekeeping. Okay. Um, DM from one of our listeners. There are some guys in the transfer portal and kind of moving on for Michigan state. We're going to leave the names out of it. Cause I don't think it, it's, it's nobody that I think the, the typical common fan would know. Yeah, Ant Williams, third string running back from Bolingbrook, Illinois is in the transfer portal. He yep. is, he's going somewhere else, but I don't know. Did and you see anybody else like any other big names? I, I certainly know big names, maybe guys that you thought could contribute at some point and have sure. decided to move on. I think this is the price of doing business when you start over a, a new football program in the Big Ten. That would be my take. Well, that's part it. of it. And then I think another part is you're going to be probably free to transfer anywhere as Correct. of January. So like, there's no it. repercussions. No repercussions. No. Only way to do things, apparently, these days. No, um, no accountability. So... Uh, I don't want to say I called it, but uh, certainly the SEC talking points are going strong. The anti-Big Ten sentiment was out in full force this week on a couple different podcasts and Twitter. I've heard that Georgia's one of the better teams in the country. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's true. but Georgia's still being ranked in the top six or seven. And then uh, Notre Dame being ranked behind Clemson. And I know Notre Dame's not a Big Ten fan or, or a Big Ten team or Clemson is either, but I thought we played the games. But to we're find realists out. here. I mean, come on. They won the game. Yeah. And I, now suddenly Florida is maybe the second best team in well, the country. That's probably second best, yeah. I mean, Even though they lost the game and they haven't played defense once this entire year. But it's just like you can you – can, maybe that's one of those things where it's like 2020 is healing itself where – we're getting right back into the old SEC trope, so at least I that's mean, still going on. Look, I get it. If you don't play defense, you know, like you get made fun of if you're in the Big Twelve, you don't play defense. Yeah, but if you're in the SEC, you don't play defense. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah go just ahead. great yeah. offenses, amazing offenses. Go along, go along. Go um, another thing to point out before we get into the games is. Um, I don't mean it to be this way. I sit down and I do my best to try to play out the game in my head. Yeah. And then that that manifests a score in my head and I write that score down. Right. That's basically what I do too. Yeah. And I, I typically know the lines because I can't I I'm not Well you can't ignore the I line. can't ignore the lines. I mean but they, I can't they ignore they know what they're doing. Well and what guys. I'm saying is even before I think about the game, I see the spread in the game. But over unders typically don't come out until a couple days later. So I can get a little bit deep into my thought process before over-unders come out. Okay. And it's always fun to see how close I am to my score prediction. Um, come to find out that uh, I typically am <laughs> I'm looking under for a lot of these scores. And I don't know if that's something that's written into my DNA since I played I mean, defensive back. Like I, So it's written into my DNA. And you know why? Because when I was young, I just would be like, Oh, that's got to go over. Like right. I was a big over guy and I just got crushed. 
And so like I've been I've been trained to go under. Okay. So I my 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 air is always under. My lean is always under. Maybe that's and and you've got to prove me wrong to go over. I think that I, I think maybe that's part of my deal. Another thing is I'm an IO fan, so it's you know that's, that's also part baked of it. into yeah. the cake as well. Um, this is just completely random. You're watching a football game, okay? A college football game. It winds up being a really good game. What was the score? I mean, to me, it's, it's like. 30 to 27. Okay. I was going to say 27 to 24. Yeah. Somewhere around somewhere there. Somewhere there. Sure. So 30 to 27 is, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's 57 points. That's a lot of points. That's a decent amount of points. Mine's a little bit lower. But I don't like the, you know, 49 to yeah. 42. That's, right. that's too much. With that being said, on Tuesday night, uh, one of the podcasts. Wednesday night, wasn't it? It was, I'm pretty sure oh, it was I'm Tuesday sorry. night. Okay. Uh, one of the podcast listeners who is actually one of my best friends. Vegas sportsbook guy. Oh, yeah. We bet on some action, and it but was. But the games a, were on Wednesday, right? They're Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yep they they split up the action. Okay. Um, and uh, we I said, hey man, let's bet the over. I just want to feel alive for <laughs> for now. Because let's, let's it's it. twenty twenty. Let's it roll with and it. And it was a blind bet. I don't know anything about Mac teams, like barely anything. Anyway, and this game is. And I can't. It was. This oh, is God. Kent State. Kent, game, right? Kent State. Kent yeah. State versus Akron. Nice. That's what it was. Yeah, Good job. Okay. Yeah. And it was 61, I believe, was the over under. It's it 63 at halftime. Well, <laughs> we, I mean, we hit the over before, before half. It's crazy. It was one of the most fun Tuesday nights for football I've ever had. And I mean, 61's a lot of points, but I know Sean Lewis, he just likes to run as many plays as possible for Kent State. So, yeah. Know, it's kind of weird. And then not the, say it's a wrong total, but just that you know there's going to be a lot of points in that game. I, I yeah, I guess so. Um, the, but Akron's a bad team, so I don't know, maybe not. And apparently they both have bad defenses, but the the lack of want to to tackle hmm. from these Maction teams, aka Mackling, is pretty bad. Like they're they are they are. Ambivalent to to actually wrapping up. Okay, it's funny you say that. Lack of want to, right? Want to, because that's my theme. My okay. theme is want to. Who wants it more? Is my theme of this podcast. I like it. Well, because we're getting you know to the point yeah, of the season are. where we kind of know who each team is. I think so. So it's like, or at least most of the team we know. Right. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, who wants to win this game? I agree. More than the other team. It's I feel like we've hit that point in the season. Okay. I think I've got parts of that. With a little bit we'll of see how it goes, matchup stuff. I I feel like I've got something to say about want to for each game. I like it. That's a coach fry. Uh, Is it? Yeah, it's uh, you want to. You you got want to. We talked about it on right. a previous podcast. But um, who's Jeff Foxworthy? You ever hear that bit? Jeet yet? No. Jeet you? Jeet yump to? I I. You didn't bring your truck with you, did you? Boy, that guy took the world by the storm for a while there, didn't he? He did, and yeah. he's just like off the map now. Yeah. Retire, made his money. God bless him. Yeah, no shit. Um, and then last thing, did you do you know the? There has been eight games played between the Big Ten West and the Big Ten East. What do you think the record is for whom? That's four and four. Pretty close. Five and three. Big Ten West. Well, West is winning. West is winning. No shit. Quite the thing. What do you know about that? Yep. All right. What do you say? Should, Should we get let's going? Get into the games, man. All right, we have got six games this weekend. Unfortunately, the Maryland-Michigan State game was canceled just today. Sorry to both Sparty and Maryland fans. The joke that I've seen on Twitter that me and you can uh, appreciate is that Locks is doing the George Costanza. He's up, so he's just saying, he leaves the meeting. I'm out. I'm I'm out, out, baby. Yes, he is. (laughs) Which I thought was a pretty funny take. So we've got one game. On Friday night, and we have got five games on Saturday. First game up, the Gophers are playing again. I think we're calling it, was it Friday Flex? That's what that's what the nickname is. is Hashtag, something okay. like that. The one and two Purdue Boilermakers at the one and three Minnesota Golden Gophers. This is a 6.30 p.m. game on Big Ten Network line. Purdue by two and a half over under. Pretty good, 61 Clear, little chilly. I think it's going to be a little bit warmer in the Twin Cities this Friday than it was last Friday, as we found out. Vegas is basically saying a 33 to 30 
game by Purdue. Um, speaking of the Friday night games, I think Gopher fans are sick of these Friday <laughs> Friday night games. Yeah, I think but, so. But here we go. What do you got? But hold on. You said Purdue one and two. I don't think they're one and two. Aren't they like, let's see. Two and one, excuse me. Yeah. I got that okay. reverse. Two and one, Purdue. Okay. I always got to have one screw up. Okay, so one thing let's start out with. I'm not sure Benjamin St. Juiced is going to play for this game. Um, so he, he may be out. Keep that in mind. Uh, bad go for pass defense may get a little bit worse. So, again, I want to start out with Yump 2. Who wants to win this game more? And my feeling right now is Purdue still feels like they've got a lot to play for. Minnesota, eh, yeah. not so much to play for. Yeah, um, you could have probably said that about Minnesota to a certain degree, even after they went 0-2. Then they came back in the third game, and they yeah, looked like they won't to in that well, game. Well, but their third game was against Illinois. Yeah. How much yelp to you need? I'm just saying, like, there are there are teams that would, that would uh, pack it in even earlier than that. Have, I, I suppose. Right? I don't know. I just I see a lot more yump to from Purdue in this game. Okay. But so good weather, that's gonna help Purdue. Um, I guess my big question this game, will Purdue actually run the ball? Will yeah. they be able to run the ball? Keep in mind they didn't run it that well against Illinois. Can they run against Minnesota? That's will a they great question because that's that's a weakness on weakness in that point. Um that's a good point. Something that I am thinking about is there's been a lot of talk by Gopher Twitter and actually a specific person that writes on the Gophers quite a bit. And a lot of the blame that he was putting on with the Gopher struggles was solely on the Gopher offense. Okay. Now I am not a big fan of Mr. Sanford as a play caller. So I will cop out to that. This is not the long-term answer. I, I will say, I, I think they should have just handed it to Matt Simon. I agree. And I, and so I think two things can be true at once that this isn't the play caller that I'd want for the Gophers, right. but you look at their their games, okay? 24 points in a loss to Michigan. Yeah. 44 points in a loss uh-huh. to Maryland. 41 points in a win yep. versus Illinois. The only weird outlier one was last week versus Iowa. I guess my point is I still have faith in the Minnesota offense. Like, I still think... So there's a little bit of, like... Maryland going on here when I said this offense works when it's going against a bad defense, yeah, which is what they faced that with line going. Michigan, yeah, Illinois, yeah. and uh, Maryland. Uh, Maryland. Yeah. Tough defense last week with Iowa. The offense had troubles. That's now all of a sudden we we play Purdue. The offense opens back up, right? Maybe that's Thoughts? a good point. Okay, yeah. and here's one thing we should bring up: we don't know the the status of. <laughs> Of um, the quarterback, first of all, Aiden O'Connell. We don't right. know. George Karlaftis, is he going to play? Rondell Moore again. By the way, this is all theater. Still going on. This is all theater by Jeff Quite, Brown. Quite the play I mean, he's putting on. I, I've got, so I've got an announcement it's a, it's to a make. Soli- it's a Jeff Brom soliloquy at this point. Okay, I've got an announcement to make. I don't think Drew Brees is going to be able to play this week. <laughs> I don't think Adam Carricker is going to be able to play this week. And I don't think John Standiford or Mike Allstott will play this week. Shout out to Dus- Dustin Schuette. How about Stuart Schweigert? Schweigert going to play? Stuart Schweigert. Yeah. No, no, he's not playing. He's, no. he's done. He's done. He's out, um, but I mean, is, it is, it is, is a, the most perplexing injury report of any big 10 team every week. Oh, I don't know what we'll see. Um, maybe Rondell Moore's Rondell Moore. He's is not, not I, playing. All I would, year, if okay? I could prop bet Rondell Moore not playing in this game, I would prop bet. And, that. and I don't think Carlaftis is going to play. Based really? On, I don't think okay. so. I mean, I know he's a young man, but that was a pretty bad ankle injury. It's only been what? Two weeks, three weeks. I think it takes a little more okay. than that. Aiden O'Connell, Connell. I'm not sure about. He may okay. play. So, a lot of lot of questions with Purdue. Um, I, I they will they will show a pulse every now and then on defense where they come alive for, and it's not even necessarily two series in a row. It's two plays in two series. And usually the pulse is Derek Barnes, by the way. Yeah, Derek Barnes or or uh, Cartman. He'll 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 show up. Oh, on the Cartman! Team. Cartman shows up. He'll Corey show up. Trice hasn't really shown out. No, I, I'm surprised about that. Yeah, it's he weird. had a great year last year. Usually, a Bob Diaco communicated defense is just usually shining. just stellar, right? <laughs> it's like, out just on point. All the but time. then we go on the other side, you know, with the Purdue offense, which again, 
you know, whether it's Aiden O'Connell or uh, maybe you are playing this weekend. For I might Purdue, be. I yeah. don't know, but think like, about it. Uh, it's probably still going to be a passing attack that will, and we're going against a Minnesota defense that I just don't think has. So that's the thing. Like if, if you're a one dimensional offense, like Purdue is let's, let's just go throw I mean, it out there. You're not going to do well against Northwestern, but you can do well against the Minnesota defense. I mean, this is kind of a Spider-Man meme game a it little is. bit here, isn't it? I, two offenses I trust. Yes. Two defenses. I trust very little to none. That seems like there's going to be points in this game. Although I, yeah, I agree with you. Although I'm still, you know, Tanner Morgan not having a great year so far. I think he really misses not having Tyler Johnson out there. And I'll say again, Bateman, one of the best in the business. Mo Ebert, I, bruh, Ibrahim, Ibrahim, one of the best in the business. After that, big drop off, I think. Yeah, um, I am buying more into the Tanner Morgan struggle bus than I had in the past. But it's I think thing. it is a thing. I don't think it's as big a thing as Gopher fans are making it out to be. Um, I think things are setting up actually pretty good for Minnesota in this game. Okay. I'm going Minnesota 34, Purdue 30. So not only Minnesota with the cover, but the outright win. Ooh. And let's live and go over 61 in okay. this game. And we forgot to bring up. We've got to bring this up. So this goes back to Yump 2. PJ versus Jeff Brown. This is a thing. They these guys hate each other. But I think Brom hates PJ more than PJ hates. Oh, Brown. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think PJ hates Brom at all. No, I don't think PJ hates anybody. And I think PJ is always perplexed when somebody doesn't like right. him. Yeah. Um, we certainly aren't ones to just shy away from a little PJ bashing. We have sure. we don't call him Bolt Boy anymore, but Not we did so for a solid yeah. year. Um with that being said, my guess is if I talked to Jeff Brown for five consecutive minutes, he'd probably walk away hating me too. That's just that's kind of what Jeff Brown seems like to he's me. He's a hater, isn't he? I think Jeff Brown's a hater. I think he's a quick hater. I think he's a quick hater. Okay, but okay, so that <laughs> that brings me to my my choice in this game, my 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 prediction in this game. I think Brown's got more yum to in this game. Okay, so I say Purdue wins this game. They win it 34 to 27, so they cover. Purdue gets the cover, and that's a over, baby. Okay. Uh, the only thing that'll be quicker than the style of the offense will be the handshake after the game. Oh, re- boy. Re- that's re- going to be – Regardless of who If wins. they touch hands, it will – We should do an over-under. Do they actually touch hands at the end of the game? All right. That leads us into Saturday the 21st, like I said – Got five, I think, pretty intriguing games here. First up, and we're probably going to give a little bit of a clue to which game we are leaving for the Big Ten game of the week once we announce this. The 4-0, number nine ranked Indiana Hoosiers going into the completely empty horseshoe to play the number three, 4-0 ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on the Buckeye Network, excuse me, the Fox Network. Line Buckeyes by 20 and a half over under 66. Great November weather. Could be a little bit cloudy, yeah. but looking good. Vegas is basically saying 44 to 23 here for Ohio State. Kind of a fun little tidbit. I might be dancing on your, uh, tapping on your, uh, uh, stepping on your toes here a little bit, but this is the first game played by the Indiana Hoosiers when both them and and another team are ranked in the top 10. First ever. In the history of Hoosier football. Oh, Lord. Do you want to take a guess how many times the Buckeyes have played a game when both them and the opponent are ranked in the top 10? 132. 99. This is <laughs> oh, that was, I was going, good. I was like, going that, high. I was making a joke about that. 99? This 99. <laughs> 99. <laughs> so I found the first stat on my own. Uh, shout out to Ben with Lockdown Big Ten. I didn't know about the uh, 99th time for how, how funny it's. Wow, that? that's that's freaking amazing. So <sighs> one thing we got to point out, Ty Freifogel. Did you know he got injured in the last game? I did not. He may not play. I think he's probably going to play, but he's listed as quote-unquote questionable for this game. Ooh, that's not so good. No, not so good. So let's start with Yump 2. Yump 2. Both these teams. Yeah. Yeah. Have yumped to in this yeah, game. Yeah. Um, impassioned speech slash press conference by 
um, uh, Tom, Tom Allen, Allen, which I mean, he'll yeah. be he'll be crying in the pregame speech too. Oh, oh my God, I love you guys. I love you. It seems to be working though. I I'm, I'm not making fun of him because I love Tom Allen, but I don't know if I love Tom Allen. I'm entertained by Tom Allen. Would be closer to me. I love Tom Allen. Okay, I All do. Right. All right. I think he's an excellent. I like both of these coaches for that matter. Well, sure. I mean, the quaff. How can you not like the quaff? We have not talked about the quaff as much. No, we have, we need to really like, like Ohio appreciate. State. The quaff, Justin Fields. Like they're just so so consistently exactly what we expect out of them. Right. So leaves right. Like like what's more consistent, Justin Fields, the Buckeyes, or Ryan Day's hair looking great on the sidelines? I mean, I, I'm going with Ryan Day's hair. <laughs> I've I've never seen a single follicle out of place. All right, so what do we got here? Um, we talked on an earlier podcast that Hoosier fans had, I would say, rightfully so, allowed the hopes to get up. Like, can we make this yeah. a game? Like my Hoosier buddy, yeah, actually texted me at one point and said, "Is it possible that we can?" Beat Ohio State? I mean, so that's where they're at as a fan base. And when's the last time they were there? Ever? Uh, 1987. Right. Yeah. Right. 1987. So here was what I would say. Um, it's Before c- that was 1967. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I would say. It's college football. Literally anything's possible. Anything's possible. Indiana could win this game. They could win this game. Yes. I'm not. No, I'm serious. Like, okay. it's not impossible. I'm right. Okay. Let's look at Illinois beating Wisconsin. 31 there you points. go. 31 there you go. Points. 31 points. That's a great point. That's, a, that's This is that's, 20 and a half. That wouldn't even be close to the same upset. That's a very good point. I've, I mean, I didn't think about making that correlation. So if Indiana won this game, right, how would it look? It would look like Indiana drug Ohio State into the phone booth with them and beat them up. There'd be a, that's lot, of what ter- we'd, there'd be a lot of turnovers. So Indiana's been turning it over. They've been getting a lot of interceptions. So low scoring, right? Low scoring. But can you envision them getting a lot of interceptions against Justin Fields? I mean, we're, that, we're no, that, no. It's so hard to see right, that. Right. I'm not saying it's impossible, but boy, it's so hard to imagine that happening. So for me, like the the three things that I would need to see out of Indiana for them to have success in this game is how I wrote it out, I guess would be a way of saying that they won this game. Okay. Penix is going to have yes. to play off his ass. I but mean, that is possible. That is possible. Be- he shows flashes. But like, I only- have this premonition in my head of Penix. Everybody's watching this game, right? This is there's There is going to be hundreds of thousands of college yeah. football fans that are going to watch Indiana, not just the first time this season, <laughs> maybe their whole freaking life, okay? True. And they're... It is possible. It's this premonition I see of Penix doing good shit, and people are like, "Hey, who is that? Who guy? is that guy?" Yeah, but but here's the other thing about that is not only has Ohio State's defense kind of not they haven't come together yet, but the defensive backfield doesn't look like themselves. Like I Sean agree. Wade doesn't look like himself. I agree. So I could absolutely see that happening. I could see him going off. Interesting. Okay. Um, the next thing I see, see is just. The Indiana defense, what we have thought has looked good pretty much the entire year, would have to look really good. And I'm talking okay. corners coming in on corner blitzes okay. to to which get to do. Justin Fields. They do. Like, that. is there some goofy things that Indiana does on defense, which I think they do. They do. They they give unique looks to offenses. Now they love blitzing corners. Stuff like that. I would say more than anybody in the Big Ten, they like blitzing corners. Okay, so that's a thing. Then the that's next a thing, thing. But hold on, okay. can I let me temper that a little bit? Because IU's defense has been pretty damn good this year, but they haven't played an NFL team yet. Right. Uh, yes. Like, I mean, we'll get to Ohio State here in a little bit. I mean, we're almost there. The third thing I have is just clean, clean play. We are talking no mistakes. over under of 3.5 uh, penalties. No turnovers. 0.5 turnovers. Correct. Like, if you have one turnover, it better be a light turnover. So the, I, the one that I just have a hard time is I just don't think they can turn over the ball. And there you go. So now we flip forward to Ohio State. I mean, they live off uh, – Indiana, that is, lives off turnovers. Yeah. Ohio State does not turn the ball over. No, Justin do Fields not. does not he's do that. Just, he's literally the best player in the game at not turning the ball over. He's just the period. Aaron Rodgers of college football right now. That's good comparison, actually. Just, yeah. just quarterback, too, yes. for his accuracy and – 
Wow. I like that what you just said right there. Um, I like Justin Fields more than Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to punch Aaron Rodgers right in his face, but that's a completely different subject. That's because you're not a Packers fan. That's true. Um, but I, I will say, like, and then um, uh, another three, four days that the Quaff has had to get ready for this game. That's no bueno for Indiana either. Gosh, that's a good point. I yeah, that. yeah. I mean, what I think about well, let is... Me, let me change my score. <laughs> what I think about is how dialed in Ohio State was right at the beginning of that Penn State game. He had three, maybe four series that he he had things that he was had ready to go to attack. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Ryan Day as a coach and oh, play gosh. caller. Something he... I feel like maybe more than any offensive play caller, he takes the strengths of the defense and uses it against them. Usually yeah. it's the other way around where the defense does oh, that. That's to the interesting. Off. That's my okay. take. Let's go for it, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I've watched, I watched a lot of Indiana football this week. Like I watched that Michigan state game. I had an old Indiana game. I'm trying to think who it was at the beginning of the year that I watched again. I'm just not seeing enough there. Okay. I think this is too big of a stage with that being said, I think Indiana can beat them with the ugly stick on defense enough where this is going to be a pretty good game through two, three, maybe two and a half, three quarters. But Indiana got Ohio State 34, Indiana 14. So I've actually wow. got this quite a bit under huh. with a, but with a, uh, uh, I mean, to give you an, an idea, a half a point Indiana cover, so okay. not real confident on that line. Yeah, so the 20 and a half, that's an interesting number. So, you know, three touchdowns going to cover that. So I looked at that number, 20 and a half, and I'm like, you know, I think Indiana could do that. I think they could cover that if the game was 50 minutes long. But it's not 50 minutes yeah. long. It's 60 minutes long. So I'm going with Ohio State 47 to 21. Okay. Ohio State cover and the over. With... From what I'm hearing from you saying, Ohio State cover and the over late in the game. Yes, correct. Basically, we're that's it. We are basically this is this is going to be interesting because I have a good feeling one of us is going to be dead on. I'm going to be dead on that it stays tight, kind of like that. It stays under, or to you, that's what happens for 50 minutes of the game. The last 10 minutes, boom, boom, boom. Ohio State cover and it goes over. Yep. I think one of those two things is going to happen. That's my take. Next game up in our early slate, the one and three Illinois fighting Illini coming into Lincoln to take on the one and two recently rejuvenated Nebraska Cornhuskers. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on Big Ten Network line Huskers by 14 and a hook over under a robust 59 looking pretty overcast, kind of chilly, but pretty darn good weather for this time of the year in Lincoln. Vegas is basically saying Huskers 35, Illinois 21. Yeah, so um, first of all, got to stick with the theme here. Yump to. Who has more yump to in this game? I think I know who has more yump to. Pretty obviously Nebraska. It's the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But before we get into that, I want to note that I was a guest on a Husker podcast this week. The Husker Cast. Had me on, um, Justin, Derek, and Tyler, three great guys. Go out, give them a listen. It was but, fun. It was a fun listen. Yeah. So um, they said, okay, we're going to do about 20 minutes. We went 45, which is typical. <laughs> yeah. But three great dudes, three great, you know, good Husker fans had a lot of fun. So go give them a listen. But yump to. Who has more yump to? Nebraska, I think, no doubt has more yump to in this game. Okay. I. Uh, yeah, g- hit me with it. Well, even they pointed it out on the Cuzcast because I listened to it. Okay. Um, what did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, uh, they gave Illinois credit for playing the game. They did. against. I mean, they, even though Illinois had Rona cases going through, whatever it happened, they showed up every game. That shows me want to okay. buy the it's Illinois football. to. Okay, I'm going to do the coach try version. Okay. Um, and, and they pointed that out. Scott Frost pointed it out in his uh, oh, press it? conference this week. Well, and, I, and on, the, on the cast, so, so I, 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 said, I, I I do agree Nebraska has a higher level level of want to, but there's want to there for Illinois. Yeah, I mean, they didn't give up. And I will say that on that cast, um, they, they pointed that out that, you know, we appreciate that Illinois wanted to play football. And I said, you know, 
I've been hearing this from everybody. I didn't realize that anybody even noticed Illinois. But they have been noticing the fact that Illinois wanted to play football. Yep, for sure. Which is great. Yep. It's so not being ignored. So we'll start with Illinois. Um, you know, I, I I definitely got a sense of of Nebraska Twitter, other podcasts I've listened to. Juice Point got people's attention. Yeah, last he week. did. They nobody asked. likes like here's the deal. Yeah. Nobody likes to see a slippery quarterback. No. It's true. <laughs> But they asked me about that. They're like, oh, well, you know, you guys got a good question. I'm like, well, I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think Brandon Peters is going to be the starter. Brandon Peters, you don't think so? Okay. Brandon Peters easily won the quarterback I understand that. And Brandon Peters should certainly get reps. But there is no doubt in my mind that Chenander had to prepare for two different quarterbacks this week. That's a good point. A thrower yes. and a juicer. Yeah. And that's hard for a defense. Like, you're basically preparing for two offenses. If this is what I'm nervous about, that is what Illinois should do. And I feel like Lovey sees the opportunity in the corner of the room. And then he heads back the opposite direction. Lovey, baby, don't do that. So you think Lovey's, he should play juice. both. Juice both. You think both. So you're saying, see, so that's, or, or I, I, here's my, here's my options in order. Both is number one slot. Okay. Uh, uh, Preters almost, you know, completely in the yeah. number two slot. Then Juice, or excuse me, Juice, number two. And then Peters alone would be number three. Really? Yes. I don't Dude, think, you like. I don't think that's what's going to happen. What do you, how, how, do, you Bra- how do you think it's going to go? Brandon For, Peters is going to start. Well, how, what percentage of snaps? Um, over 75, I would Ugh. say 90%. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm okay with it. He won. He won the job. You don't, don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> no. You're. I think. I think this is like you're, so li- one- you're a little too close to the situation. Like they're so one dimensional with with Isaiah though. What what record are they with Isaiah? One and zero. Okay. And I know it was Rutgers, but Rutgers is full of piss and no, vinegar this yeah, year. They are. Like this this isn't a throwaway team. I don't know. If don't Juice do does that. not get. 50% of the snaps, or at least, I don't know, 38% of the I want a, a higher than one series is what I'm saying. Huh. I don't want this like a spot thing, like so teams yeah. doing the wildcat. He needs to play. Huh. I, say I'm more the, I can't believe you're fighting me on this. I'm more of the spot thing. Yeah. Weird. Okay. I'll tell you this much. If you pulled Nebraska fans right now, they want Brandon Peters playing in this game. And not Juice Point well, I that's guarantee true. you that. That's probably true. Okay. Switch over but to Nebraska. But they don't have the sample size that I... They, they're just like, oh, man, uh, Isaiah, he ran for a bunch of 200, yards. Almost 200 yards pat, rushing out of a quarterback. Yeah, it's, that it's, doesn't happen. It's a, it's a record for, for Illinois. Okay, switching over. Um, do you, if, if this game scores as many points as it says, that, that Vegas says it will, essentially you have to believe that Nebraska's offense is quote-unquote close. Do you think Nebraska's offense is "quote unquote" close? Close to like being good, exploding? No, I don't either. No, I do not. I and then I feel like we are deep enough into, and I know they get screwed out of one game, but I feel like I've seen enough sample size, you know, through yeah, me three uh, uh, six halves to know what Nebraska is. This is a team that is based on essentially their front seven, which is. Completely opposite, because I thought the secondary was the best part of the team. Now the front seven is playing the best. Okay. And their special teams helped them win that game last week in insane amount. Three made like field Connor goals. Connor Culp, Un- is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. I just followed point. him on Twitter today, by okay, the way. Okay, nice. I mean, I couldn't help myself. Right. I'm like, I like that guy. Sure. Good dude. Like, but I feel like that's something that Nebraska can, it, they can just count on that for the rest of the year. Okay. And then the second I say that, I'm like, Penn State had 500 yards of offense I in that game. I, I can't be so too, it's like I, I just too high in their defense. I like almost get all the way to com, to to you know think that the the Nebraska defense is is really good. They got their black shirts this week, by the way. But I just can't get there. I just can't get there yet. Okay, so you said, do you feel good about the Nebraska offense? No, not terribly good. Do you feel good about the Illinois offense, regardless of who plays quarterback? No, neither do I. And I feel pretty good about the defense. Whose defense? 
Illinois. No, I don't feel good about that defense. In fact, I don't feel good about their defense versus passing attack. Show me the throw. Show me the thrower on the Nebraska's team. Do you think it matters? Yes, I've, of course I think it matters. I don't think it matters. You don't think it matters? They the quarterback so, if can, can throw the ball downfield consistently or not. They are so horribly coached in the defensive okay. backfield. Here's, right. here's my advice to them. <laughs> is let Luke McCaffrey run the damn ball. And I would run it to the weak side of the defensive line, by the way. They're, they're not looking very good right there. But if you can't run it, just throw it. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter. Either one. All right. Interesting. This is not where I thought this conversation was going to go. Okay. Um, was it Boston College last year? No. Louisville. Last year. Louisville. 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 They were, or maybe it was two years ago. I, I, okay. I, I'm sorry. Louisville, Louisville two years ago. Louisville was so bad. So, oh, they were atrocious. Oh, so bad. Yes, they were. And Vegas just couldn't catch up. They couldn't catch up. They'd okay. like, other team favored by 17. I'm like, that's not enough. They give okay. me by 24. Other team favored by 20. God, they were atrocious. They were two years so yeah. bad. I feel like that's what's happening here with Nebraska. So okay. the second I put this out into the digital universe, or however you want to call it, it probably is going to, you know, turn back around and bite me on the ass. But people still think Nebraska is an offensive based team. No. These lines, these over-under lines are just too high. Well, for I the, agree with you. With what Nebraska is involved with. So for the uh, score of this game, I've got Nebraska 28, Ooh. Illinois 13. Ooh. So a low scoring. And if you can tell by my, I don't like this over-under. Okay, so I've got a half point cover by Nebraska, but I got a strong under for the game. Okay, I'm also strong under here. So I got Nebraska winning this game. I got them winning comfortably. I think it'll be close for a while. I think they eventually just like say, we're Nebraska. That's what our jerseys say. Yours say Illinois. So we're going to win this. Nebraska 33 to 20. So I do have the Illinois cover, but that's an easy under. Wow. 33 what? 20. 33 20. 33. And by the way, that was my exact prediction in the Husker cuz Staying cast. consistent. And so, you know, I don't have to go with the same, the same prediction. But you're a man of principle. But I was thinking about it. So I'm like, you know, I think I've pretty much freaking nailed it. You I'm think going with 30, 30, 20. Stick with it. Yeah. All right. That moves us into the afternoon. There are two afternoon games. We're going to save one of them till the end. So that leaves us with the two and two Iowa Hawkeyes playing the 0 and four Penn State Nittany Lions. 2.30 p.m. game on Big Ten Network line. Hawks by two and a half over under the lowest one on the sheet. Second lowest, excuse me, on second, the sheet. yeah. 47.5. We've got some great November weather in Happy Valley. Uh, Vegas is saying 24 to 21, Iowa, essentially. Something kind of interesting. I don't know if it really means anything. The only 500 team in the Big Ten is Iowa. Is that right? Four games in. Obviously, Nebraska, Maryland, you know, Ohio State, a couple huh. teams haven't played four games. Iowa, the only 500 team. Everybody's either got a See, winning we, record or a losing record. We, I just find that amazing. It is. We need we needed Vegas odds on that happening. Oh man, because that that seems very like low. a very low, very low. How Pretty could crazy. only one out of 14 teams be two and two? And again, so we got Nebraska, Maryland, Ohio State, and or excuse me, yeah, Wisconsin. So we got what five teams that haven't played four games. So that takes the sample okay. size down. To stop. Good point. But that's anyways. a good point. Okay. okay. Didn't even think about that. So, all right. Sticking with the theme here of Yump 2. Obvious. Who has more Yump 2 in this game? That's the Iowa Hawkeyes. Penn State, really nothing to play for at this point. Meanwhile, you got Iowa, who I feel like has turned a corner. And I got to see them up close. That was a good football team. Like, it wasn't. Okay, they beat the crap out of Michigan State. You thought, eh, maybe it's an aberration. They beat the crap out of Minnesota. I, I feel like this is a really good team that, that we're seeing gel right now. All right, so we're going to talk about the Hawks a little bit, right? Let's talk about the Hawks. Uh, running game. Good. Defensive front seven. Awesome. Defensive backfield. Pretty damn good. Special teams. Uh, un unbelievable. Off the charts. Not as good as Blake Hayes, but amazing. Passing attack? Okay. Um, my guess is that's pretty much what we can say about the Hawkeyes for the rest of the year. Definitely a team that, I'll say this, after starting 0-2, off-season strife, shit going on everywhere, things 
could have gone way off the rails. So I tip of the hat to the coaching staff. Very proud of them getting to two and two, especially if starting zero oh and two. So the previous theme of a podcast. It's starting coaching. to feel. You know what it's starting to feel like. It's kind of starting to feel like an Iowa football team. It feels exactly like an Iowa. Now football the one thing team. I would say, like, there's always one thing you're like, oh, if only we had e that, and, and it's the passing game. This year. Now I will say this: the passing attack is much worse compared to other years, but the rushing sure. attack is much is better better Absolutely. compared to other. Now switch around to Penn State. Okay, I th- I still think this is a pretty good football team. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing I think about Penn State is like I look at this game. Could Penn State absolutely throw the smackdown on Iowa? Yes. Yes. Of course they could. That is definitely possible. Of course they could. This is this could be a really good football team. They're just not playing like a good football team. They, sh- I, I hate to say this for any Hoosier fans listening, but they should have beat Indiana. They should have beat they Indiana. They literally gave that game away by not taking a knee at the end of the game. A couple other reasons. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. they should have I mean, beat Indiana. <laughs> they should have beat Indiana. Right. Would have been I, a different season, really. Right. Ohio State is Ohio season. State, and yeah. they still battle back. Oh, versus, they, they lose by 13? I, that, there's a very good chance that'll be the closest game Ohio State plays in the Big Ten Conference all year. Definitely yeah. chance, right? That's a good point. I don't know what the hell happened versus Maryland. I, I will not I be able still, to figure that out. I mean, That's okay. One of the more, I would say, the I would have to go back to the aforementioned Illinois-Wisconsin game to find a Big Ten game that surprised me more than that one. Okay. Can you go back and think about like the most surprising game you ever watched? I can't. I not like forget about Big Ten, just all together. Uh, yes, Ohio State or Iowa beating the brakes off Ohio State, fifty-five to twenty-four. That wasn't it for me. Okay. You know which one it was for me? What year was it? Two thousand three, when yeah. Oklahoma was just blowing the doors off everybody. They couldn't even keep themselves out of the end zone, right? Okay. And they were undefeated. It was uh, with Jason, what's his name? White. Jason White, the quarterback. And they played Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Oh, and Kansas right. State won 35-7. to seven. Yeah. I've never, like, it wasn't just that they won. If they had won, okay. But it's how they won. 35, that's the most surprising game I can remember ever watching. Okay. All right. Where do we get off on that tangent from? What are we talking about here? Yeah, Penn State losing to Maryland. Okay. I mean, that was so, that was shocking. That was shocking. And then and it wasn't just that they lost. The way they were getting dominated on the lines. Then last week, okay, Penn, 0-3 Penn State goes in to uh, Lincoln, and they could not have started that game any worse. No. Right? Turnovers, horrible. And, but now I, I looked back. I, 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 another Penn State, another team that I watched a lot this week, okay? Like it's it's mostly fueled by not just turnovers, horrible turnovers, yeah. and a lot of those turnovers have come from Sean Clifford. Yeah, but I just don't have a lot of faith in Will Levis. I'm sorry, I don't. See, that's I I have I have more faith in Will Levis than you do, and I have more faith in more faith in McCaffrey than you do too. For Nebraska, yes. I felt that watching Will Levis run that offense, they simpled it down, which is a lot like what they're doing with McCaffrey. It is a Quarterback blast, run-based offense first, but but he, the way he scrambled and found the tight end, baby Gronk down the field yeah. in that Nebraska game, that offense looked better under Will Levis. If it just I mean, looks okay. pretty good under Will Levis, and then you take off the turnovers, suddenly the offense looks better. I still got concerns with the running game, and yeah. then the defense oh, yeah. comes alive. They're still a good team locked inside this. I mean, there's a good team somewhere. They just need to find it, and they haven't found it yet. Um, I don't. I just don't care who plays quarterback. I don't. Yeah. I, no, it doesn't really matter to me. Okay. I mean, Will Levis. He just not doing it for you. He's just not doing it for him. He's Sean Clifford 2.0. Okay. All right. What do you got? All right. So usually low scoring game here. We got a pretty low total, 47 and a half. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going a little under there. I'm go- but I do like Iowa to win this game. I just think they're in a better place. They got more yump to. They're in a better place. I like Iowa to win the game 24-17. to 17. So they're also covering, but I got the under. Okay. Um, I think we see basically the same game. Vegas sees basically the same game. It's hard for me to see anybody running away with this because there's just not enough throw game to get there. Right. So... I feel pretty good about the under. I'd feel way better if the under over under was a little bit higher. That's a pretty low number, but I feel pretty good about the under. I feel even better 
about Penn State. I've got mm. Penn State 23, Iowa 20. So that's not only a cover for Penn State, an outright win, and worth three, four points under the over Interest. Surprised you there with that one, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. All right, we've got one evening game. Head scratcher. <laughs> like this is our evening game. <laughs> Did not get this. Let's let's hear it. What's the evening game? <laughs> one and three Michigan Wolverines at the one and three Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Six thirty p.m. game. Big Ten Network line. Wolverines by ten. Over under fifty five. We've got some nice weather here. Like we might. It's going to be in the sixties. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's going to be beautiful, away. right? We're getting uh, maybe lucky. a perfect time to play this. I don't know an eleven o'clock game. No, maybe could have played. Nobody's watching. Yeah. Vegas is saying thirty-three to twenty-three. Michigan win. Okay, so we it looks like we you know we got Aiden Hutchinson out of this game. Quiddy Pay may also not play in this game. That's kind of a thing, right? Yes, it is. That's probably their two best defensive linemen. So that's going to impact to my thoughts on this game. Boy, what a year. 2020. Our night game is Michigan Rutgers. Both are one and three. So weird. So let's let's start with the yump two. Who's got the yump two here? Michigan, they don't care about this game. Rutgers does. Okay. How- I believe Michigan has never started 0-5 in the history of their storied football program. Okay. Well, I mean That's a thing. If there's Ever a time to start, it's 20 to 20 to do that. So I understand what you're saying with the want to. Um, I feel like any Greg Schiano coach team is going to have want to. Yes. Um, I feel like we have to see this out of Michigan this week because, like, there have been, like, Dennis Dodd all but said it's a done deal this week that what? That Jim Harbaugh's not going to come back. I don't think he's coming back. That if there, my, my point is, if there was a shadow of a doubt, if you lose to, I understand Rutgers is tougher this year. We understand that, yes, sir. If you lose to Rutgers, oh, it's in, over, baby. It's a thing. It's still a Jersey game against a non-Jersey game. Like yeah. it could be, it could be announced Sunday. I mean, boy, yeah. Let's think about that. I mean, I always thought that just the, the way Michigan goes about their business, they're not going to fire them in season. But if That's a good lost, point. But if he lost to Rutgers. To go 0-5 for the first time in the history ever, of Michigan football. I could see it happening. First-year coach at Rutgers beats you. I mean, think about this. Think about if you would have told a Michigan fan uh, seven years ago that Jim Harbaugh was the coach, and in his seventh year, mm. he's playing Rutgers, who has a new coach, and they're only going to be 10-point favorites. And many people think, they That's, could lose the game. And many people think that line might be a little too high. Might be a little too high there. We're going 10 yeah. at Rutgers? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So here's one thing that Rutgers is going to have to do in order to win this game is Noah Vedrill just has to take better care of the football. I mean, he's got to – if they're going to win this game, no mistakes out of Noah Vedrill. We can't have those stupid interceptions that he threw against Illinois. I mean, it's ridiculous. That was – great. It's the it's the worst half I've ever seen Vedral play for sure. I rewatched that game. There's some bad throws. Horrible there are throws. some good throws. I know. Like he he is. He's feast or famine. All, he's a little feast or famine. famine. But he's he's actually very athletic. He can run well. He's got a decent arm. No excuse for the way he played in the second half against Illinois. Yeah, I agree. So my thought process is: What are we going to get here out of this game? I I there is a part of me that just thinks, who the bleep knows. And and just just take the points. Like if, if somebody did that, I would totally understand it because simply from the fact that I do, I do not know what's going to happen here. Don't you think? I think Rutgers is going to run the ball. I mean, just because of what I said, two linemen okay. potentially out. Yeah, Rutgers has a good running game. Okay, I mean, good. Not a good. I would say good. Yeah, I would say good. Not bad is what I would say. Okay, fair. Okay, but and can I don't they throw the ball. That's the question. If they can run. I know they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Can they run and throw the ball? That's the big question. I just think maybe we're getting a just a hair romanticized with Rutgers. I think so. Shiano. Like at this point, their only win is over Michigan State, who is not a good football team. And, and they turn the ball over how many times? Nine. 
times. And still only won that game by 12 points. That's a good point. This and, is and they, not a good Rutgers team. It's, no, and they lost to, a, I, let's be honest. They're just fighting hard. It's it's a awful team that's fighting hard. And that, I, I there's, think there's pride. too strong. That's too strong. They're not awful. Okay. You're, you know what? You're right. They're a bad team that's fighting hard. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fair. One so, and three with your yeah. one win. Okay. All right. At some point, the the talent does talented things. And I Correct. do see talented things on times at Michigan's offense. Okay. At some point, Don Brown's blitzes actually get home. And I well, think this could be the team they do it against because Rutgers okay. offense is not very good. And that's the thing. Like, Don Brown, I've said it many times, as long as he has superior talent, he's fine. He yeah. can get by. Yeah. And they've got superior talent there. Michigan, 30 Rutgers 17. So I've got that quite a bit under, and I've got a Michigan cover in the game. Okay, so I'm going with Michigan to win the game. I am doing that. Reluctantly, I'm doing that. But I think it's going to be a little closer. I think I think Rutgers is going to give them a scare. It's not going to be enough to say, okay, we got to get rid of khaki pants. We have to get rid of them. No, they're going to win the game. 30 to 27, Rutgers covers in the over. So we both got 30 points for Michigan. You've got a full 10 points more than yep. me. So 30 to 27, there's gonna, that's a close game right there. Well, I, Michigan's in disarray. Yes, okay. I think it's going to be a close game. All right, that brings us to the... The 2-0, number 10-ranked Wisconsin Badgers traveling to play the 4-0, number 19-ranked Northwestern Wildcats. This is a 2.30 p.m. game on ABC. Line Badgers by 7, over under 44, the lowest point total in the game. Clear, but a little chilly in Chicago for the game. Evanston. They're playing in Evanston. Evanston, Illinois. Vegas is saying somewhere around a 26 to 19 game, which sounds a lot like a Northwestern It sounds like a Northwestern game. Absolutely. You know what I heard today? I was listening to um, Sirius XM radio, the, the college football channel 84, and it's Ari Timken, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And he said that for Northwestern, it was the first time since 1962 that they were a top 20 team playing another top 20 team. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Which didn't seem possible. But I'm swear, I swear that's what he said. Somebody looked that up, either Chappie or Ben. That Somebody can't will be probably. possible, can it? Because it's, I mean, there's been a lot of Northwestern teams, but maybe... Maybe that's the thing. Like a lot of maybe here's the deal. Here's what I'm forgetting. Maybe it was like in Evanston or okay. this late in the season. But here's what I'm thinking. Like think of how many times. Shit. This year is an example. Northwestern's four and zero. They're four and zero in almost any conference in these situations. They're probably a top a ten rank top ten rank team. Right. But because the Northwestern stigma, how many times has Northwestern been whatever six and one? And they're like and not ranked, ranked 15th because eh, it's Northwestern. Yeah, but he, so that actually gives credence to your stat. Right I don't know. There. It's I, interesting. Yeah, we do need some a fact checker on that one. But okay, the first thing here that jumps out to me 44 for this Wisconsin offense? 44 points? Are you serious? And you're talking over under here, obviously. I'm talking about the total at 44. Yeah, yeah. How, give, you mean, little, give you a little wink, wink. How, how does Wisconsin, with their offense in this game, th- like they would have to blow out Northwestern? Is that possible? Can they blow out Northwestern? Is it possible? Of course, it's possible. I don't think it's possible. Not very likely. No. Yeah. yeah. I, that I, I was I was a little surprised. Okay. And maybe even shocked at that total. Okay. I mean. Oh, by by the way, yump two. They both yump two. They both yump two. Um. Okay. How do we feel about both defenses in this game? In this game, unbelievable defensive. Play. <laughs> I mean, honestly, these are the two best defenses in the Big Ten, yes. and they're playing in this game. Hence, the lowest so point total. So I get the low to- okay. point total, but right. still, it just which I defense? You want, which defense you want to start about talking? Talking let's, about. Let's first. start with Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin's defense is good against. Almost everybody. Everybody. I, I And I think it is everybody. I think they would do well even probably against Ohio State. And outside the conference. Yeah. Like, I think oh, they're yeah. that good. So one would tend to believe that it's going to do just fine versus the Northwestern offense, which okay, but, does its job, but is right. what it is. They're going to move the ball, though. Northwestern. No, yeah. I, I think Wisconsin's going to move the ball. 
Okay, but we were just talking about Wisconsin's uh, defense. Sorry, let's let's backtrack. But I agree with. No, actually, I don't know if I agree with you because I think I think Northwestern's offense will move the ball. I mean, I think they'll move the ball, but I don't think it's even important if they move the ball. They're still going to score even if they don't move the ball. They're <laughs> Northwestern. Don't you think? You pretty much just summed up what I'm saying. Yes, I think they're going to somehow move the ball and somehow put points on the board. Like, and we're, to me, we're going we're gonna to look back in the game and we're like, how did Northwestern score? In here's that the game? thing they're going to like have 167 total yards, but still score 25 points. Maybe a robust 2.2 yard average rushing the ball. Correct. As opposed but to they a will 1. still 8. put plays together and they will still move the ball. And they'll probably score most of those points on special teams. Okay. Let's flip to the other side. Let's talk about Northwestern's defense. Because this is the star of the show, right? It's, it's the defenses for both teams. Were you, were you just blown away by Wisconsin's rushing attack versus Illinois? No. Were you really even that blown away? I know this is like, they, I mean, Wisconsin did whatever they wanted on the ground versus Michigan. Yeah. But as far as the actual rushing attack between the tackles. No. Are you still convinced with Wisconsin that they're there yet? No, they're not, not Wisconsin either. yet. Okay. But Graham Mertz, come on. Yeah. How did Graham Mertz look versus Michigan last week? Uh, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I well, think that's... That's a good grading scale. I wish I would have teach- more teachers like you in college. I don't think he looked that good versus Michigan. But did he need to look that good? True. Will he need to look good this week? Probably, yeah. 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 But I do too. I think this is good. this is a Graham Mertz suddenly going from beginner classes to graduate school. Yeah. Playing against this defense. Yeah. Like if Wisconsin if uh, excuse me, Northwestern can force Wisconsin into multiple third down situations. There's going to be a lot of stress on Paul Chris to manufacture these first down plays. Maybe Mertz does it. Maybe this, like if Mertz just does it, he's the man. I'm probably tempting the Wisconsin guys. Cause by the way, on the other side is the freaking Northwestern guys. I don't even know who to talk about here. Somebody's going to spite me with that being said, I, I I'm going to have to see it out of Mr. Mertz here versus this defense. And here's, I'm going to support your point a little bit here. We saw the Greg Newsom coming out party recently, right? That guy just like, not he didn't shut down David Bell, but he did probably as good of a job against David Bell as you can do. The, Wisconsin doesn't have a David Bell. Nope. So it could they got be, good receivers. They got good receivers, but it could be some tough sledding, I think. I think if 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 Newsom plays the way he did, I tell you this much: if I see a shitload of completions out of Mertz, where he's something crazy like, not, I mean, not crazy for the first week, but if he goes something like eighteen of twenty-two, you know, high percentage, there's one position I think he's thrown to all game long: running back. Yes, yeah. That's, but is that going to be enough to put enough points on the board to beat Northwestern? This is these are the things I'm seeing. These linebackers. For Northwestern, nor the ball's going before the quarterback does. By the way, this is a game where all three linebackers are they're going to get double digits, <laughs> don't you think? What should we set the over/under at for each? The lowest uh, tackle total for three linebackers. I'd say nine and a half. Oh, I was going to go higher. <laughs> you were going to go higher. I was literally going to go twelve. Wow, for the lowest of the linebackers of all three. Wow, I'm going to go twelve. Okay, I'm going under. Okay, you're going under twelve. Yeah. Okay, I'll go over. Okay. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's Good throw it stuff. out there. Yeah. Okay. So I still, I just looked at that 44. This, Couldn't this get is going, it. by the way, this is going to be the ugliest, funnest game <laughs> to <laughs> watch. It's going to be so ugly. And I'm so pissed this is on at 2.30, the same time as the Iowa game. God. I'm going to bust my thumbs going over back and forth. What a great game to I be know. the night game, huh? Yeah. But yes. no, and, and I'm going to get spited for this. I know. I'm, I'm basically just inviting Northwestern to win this game, but I like Wisconsin 27 to 20, which is a push, by the way, and I like the over. Okay. You invited? I will accept your invitation. Northwestern 24, Wisconsin 23, a slight over. Not only do the Wildcats cover the seven, they win the game outright. Um, now, funny thing I was thinking, I should just pick Wisconsin. You don't know why? Because Wisconsin fans would appreciate if I picked Wisconsin. And Northwestern fans yeah. would appreciate if I picked Wisconsin yep. because they they hate getting picked. It's just they do, yeah, crazy. But that's going to be an awesome game. I can't wait. So for I that. got I got accused of getting chalky a couple weeks ago. 
I got Northwestern in an upset. I got Penn State in an upset, and I got Minnesota in an upset. We, we aren't we due? Aren't we due an upset weekend? I feel like we're due. We yeah, that's a good point. We are due. That's my thing. Um, that's my thoughts. You gotta I, find them. Did I pick any upsets? No, I guess I didn't pick any upsets this yeah, week. Chucky, no. Chucky, I'm curious. Chucky. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Vegas would agree with you. So. That's right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this football weekend. I'll it's gonna be a fun much. one. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.